0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. John, chapter 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, Would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, so that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, and I am the truth and the life No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak them on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or at least, believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you. Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever." and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away, and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I am. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. Just to remind you, friends, this John chapter 14 is in the context of Jesus' last night on earth. And so, this is the same setting uh, where the Last Supper takes place. John 13 through 17 is known as the farewell discourse because it's Jesus' last extended speech with his disciples. And so, John records his words very carefully. And this chapter begins in verse 1 with these words Do not let your hearts be troubled. That's a good expression especially for the followers of God. And I just speak that over Metropolitan Washington, D.C. today, especially over the believers in the D.C. region. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And Jesus goes on to say, You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, so that you also may be where I am. Now, this little speech... Jesus saying, I'm going there to prepare a place for you, talking about his father's house. Remember, this was given in the first century, and it was given to a group of Jewish men, followers of Jesus that we now know as the apostles. These men had traditions in Judaism that were common in their day. And one of the traditions that was common was that a bridegroom-to-be would make a commitment to... To his future wife to marry, and then he would say, I'm going to go now to my father's house and prepare a place for us to live. And so the custom was the young man would go back and add an addition on to his father's house, and then when the addition was ready, he would come back and get the bride. But the night that he made this commitment, he made a little speech. And so this speech that Jesus gives to his disciples is a direct reflection on the the speech of, of first century bridegroom would have made to his bride-in-waiting. He said, I'm going to my father's house to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may be where I am. Now, I'm sure the disciples were perplexed when this speech was made by Christ. But as the New Testament unfolds, we see clearly that they all came to understand that Jesus. Was the bridegroom, and the church was to be the bride of Christ. And so, this little bridal speech that Jesus made on the last night of his life before he was to be crucified, he said to his bride, the church, that he was going away. And in going away, he meant he was going to be crucified and ascend into heaven. But he said he was going back to his father's house to prepare a place for the church, for you and for me and that one day he would come and and gather us together, and we would go and be with him where he is. And so he is the one that knows the way to the place that he was going. He's the one who's there now waiting. He went on and, and said some more very important words within this chapter. In verse six, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Here we have I am declarations once again with Jesus tying himself to the God of the Old Testament. But he he claims for himself an exclusivity with this verse. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, like you today, I have many friends and, and some relatives that have not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And I wish the Bible allowed for good people just to go into eternity to um, heaven and be with the Lord on the basis of their own goodness. But the truth is, the Bible doesn't affirm that that's the, the way things are. Jesus says explicitly in this chapter, I am the way, that is an exclusive way, I am the truth and the life. That's not one of many ways. That's the exclusive way. And he goes on to say, no one comes to the Father except through me. So, friends, I wish there were some other way, but there's not. Only through Jesus can eternal life be found. Only through Jesus can you approach the Father. Now, in this farewell discourse, Jesus also gives us a very profound teaching on the Holy Spirit. Both John 14 and John 15 and 16 all give us some key information about the Holy Spirit. Many people study 1 Corinthians 12 for the person and work of the Spirit. But really, these chapters in John and Romans chapter 8 tell us more about the person of the Holy Spirit than does 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But in verse 16 of John 14, Jesus said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you. And be with you forever. And then he names him the Holy Spirit of Truth. So notice he uses the term another advocate. In using the term another, he's basically stipulating that the one who is to come, the Holy Spirit who is to come, is like me. Jesus was saying, the one who's coming is going to be like me. I've been with you these three and a half years. He's going to be with you now forever. And he calls him the Spirit of Truth. He says, the world cannot accept him. Notice the pronoun him because it neither sees him nor knows him. He's not an impersonal truth. The Holy Spirit is a member of the Godhead, and Jesus never refers to the Holy Spirit as it. It's always he and him. You know him, for he lives with you, and he will be in you. And so this another advocate or another comforter, some translations use, this word is parakletos or paraclete. You may have heard it. It's a Greek word. It means a defense attorney or one stand to call next to you as a helper. It means counselor, comforter, advocate, encourager, helper. And this word is translated in various ways in referring to the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. But he's all of that. He's another like Jesus, but he's also one who comes to stand next to us as our helper, as our counselor, as our comforter as our advocate, encourager, and more importantly, as our God with us. And so Jesus said He's going to ask the Father who's going to send another who's been like Him with His disciples, and He's going to come. He calls Him the advocate in verse 26, and He says, When the Holy Spirit comes, He will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said about you. And so, Lord, I pray today that the Holy Spirit Himself would remind us of the words of Jesus, that He is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through Him. And Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit would remind us the words of Jesus, that teach of the Holy Spirit, saying that He's the Holy Spirit of truth, that He's another advocate like Jesus was, that He lives and He'll be with us forever. Remind us, Holy Spirit, impress upon us the words of Jesus, that You would be with us, that you would come and teach us all things. Be our teacher today and every day, Holy Spirit. Reveal yourself to us from the Scriptures, so that we might worship and adore our Lord Jesus more fully, today and always. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer.